Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to... Turning that down just a little, I hope that you can still hear it. It is Catherine Toyama, Open Your Heart. What a wonderful opportunity we are having today to come together and connect with one another on Blog Talk Radio. And so the first thing out of the gate I want to say is welcome to Blog Talk Radio. You are okay. This is Mara. And I want to thank Blog Talk Radio. As I was sitting here waiting, and I've had a time change here in Mexico, and I didn't accommodate it very well, I was noticing my um, studio. You guys can't believe this. If you want to talk about anything, you can go on Blog Talk Radio and do it. You should. Your voices are important. And as I looked at this, I accumulated a bit of music back in 2008, 11 years ago, coming up on 12. And it's here. It's all right here waiting for me when I come back. Every time. Thank you for Blog Talk Radio. And I don't, since we're giving out kudos and thank yous, thank you to all of you for coming and thank you for those people who are putting their lives directly on the line to help people who are affected by coronavirus. And because we don't know who is contagious, this is a really brave thing. It's not like there's a sign on them. And humans are so used to signs, signs that warn and signs a judge. Uh, you know, most of you've read the scarlet letter A. Maybe not. I don't know that I have. So maybe some of you have, but we've heard about it. Most of us know who Hester Prime is. And um, there are others. You know, in um, World War II, the Jewish people wore a yellow star of David. All of these are signs that say, stay away. There are no signs now, folks. Have you noticed that? No signs. No signs because this is something that is touching each and every one of us. And it reminds me of Rabia the Mystic. So much reminds me of Rabia the Mystic. I, I have not had an opportunity to study the Islamic faith, but I have run across some great thinkers, and she is certainly one of them. One time she asked someone to buy her a blanket. I mean, this is someone who was around a long, long time ago. And they came back and they said, hey, which do you want, black or white? And she goes, basically, what? Even in... Blanket choices, there's discrimination. What a wise person. Wise, wise person. And that's why I start this show with, on a mountain, in a valley, I behold only God. In hardship, I see God by my side. In ease and well-being, I behold only God. Like a candle, I melted amidst the sparks of the flames. I behold only God. Everything is God. You know, folks, I don't know what's happened, but I I wrote to a friend this week, and 
I don't want to sound crass to anybody because I respect whatever way you follow to bring you peace. But I asked my friend, and I think that's partially what prompted this show on the idea that you don't need to call God any special name or go to any special church or have any special intermediary to be loved by God. God is there for all of us, all 7.8 billion of us. And right now we're seeing that God is inviting us to remember that. But what did I write? I wrote because someone basically sent me this little challenge. And the challenge was to figure out if I believed that Christ was the only way to heaven or to the afterlife, whatever you want to call it. And no, I don't. And I wondered, I asked my friend, how did Christ become bigger than God? God is the big one. God is the one that we all know exists. God is the giant. Not messengers, not Mohammed. You know, no one but God is above all. Nothing is bigger than God. And you know what? This is probably making some of you get palpitations in your heart because I grew up in the Bible Belt. And believe me, as God started challenging my mind to see him as more, more than just Jesus, I was afraid. That made me scared. And I wouldn't tell anybody because I felt like I was sinning. And when I started hearing the same messages coming from friends who had different beliefs. And when I was in college, I was 17, and a young man who was in one of my classes was Islamic. And those days, he called himself a Muslim. And he said, God is love. And I looked at him, and that sparked my brain. And it also sparked something intuitively inside me. The antenna I have with God, the connector I have with God, that each one of us has with God. And as it made me think, hmm, But I kept living on and kept being afraid to think that anyone, anyone was welcome in the place that Jesus described as having many mansions. I couldn't believe that. Then I got to college. I feel like my journey has been scripted by God, just like this little side radio show that I'm doing on the book that God and I wrote together, uniquely created, divinely inspired you, each one of us. So here I was in college. I went to, of course, a Christian college. And we were supposed to study a book from the Old Testament. I picked Job. And then the next semester, we were supposed to study a book from the New Testament. Now, in studying this, we were supposed to go and read what all of the experts told us the plain, simple words of the Bible meant. I've always been somewhat resistant to someone telling me what something means. I can't speak for you guys, but I can speak for me. I really would prefer not to have the cable news guys telling me how I should feel. I would just like them to tell me what's happening. Believe me, right now I am feeling a lot. My eyes water all the time. My heart breaks when I see things. When I see the pain we are causing each other. I don't need someone else to tell me it's horrific. I've got my own connection with God, and so do you. So anyway, interesting, those Bibles 
chapters and verses that I selected in Roman. The one I selected first was the book of Job. And from my reading of that book, despite the fact that God was playing craps with his son, the devil, and Job was the one, well, if I do this or if I do that, and I hope you haven't played that game because you know what? It's a scary game. It's playing with real living beings' minds. But anyway, if I do this, will Job still have faith in me? Will Job still believe in me? And guess what? God never left Job's side for a minute, and Job saw him there. Now, that may not be a very theological interpretation. It may be not what you read in the treatises, but that's what a 17-year-old read. And I believe it's true. It has been true through my life. Things that people consider hardships, I have experienced, and they have expanded my life in love. I've had blood from a man who was HIV positive, but I'm not HIV positive. He saved my life. You don't go around giving you blood transfusions willy-nilly. No. I've had automobile accidents where I've been hanging over the edge of a mountain in an SUV-type vehicle held by a dead tree. And I walked away. I didn't even have to go to the hospital. Those are simple examples. I've had an automobile accident. I'm not, I am a good driver, I think, but most people probably don't think so. When I, I ran into the tail end of a, a semi-tractor trailer who decided to stop in front of me on an exit way before the end of the exit, and I still don't get it. I was bleeding, and I was helicoptered away, and guess what? I survived, and God was with me the whole time. I knew that I had more to do, and maybe that more is just doing these radio programs. I don't know. I'm not to define. I don't need to have some sort of clairvoyant vision. I certainly have friends and family members who are seers, but you know what? What I'm telling you is life doesn't have to be easy for God to be there with you, and it doesn't have to be easy for you to choose love, for you to choose to write someone who's uh, dying of uh, AIDS when they first diagnose it, a letter thanking him for the blood transfusion. For you to be in shock and dismay when you are the only one who didn't get HIV and you were the only one, the the last one, the last person he donated blood to. I have a really weird blood type. It's not like hanging around out there. And that generous, sensitive soul's blood is coursing through my body right now because as you get a blood transfusion, your blood merges. But what I'm saying, folks, is the book of Job taught me, 17-year-old, that I knew that God loved me no matter what. And I also knew I gave meaning to that Methodist hymn that we used to sing that was, I'm ready. Are you ready, said the master, to be crucified with me? Yeah. I don't want to die, but I'm ready because I know God is on the other side. It's not just a question of faith. It's no. My life speaks to that. I have been blessed just as Job was blessed in the end despite the hardships he went through. So I know some of what I say challenges people's religious beliefs, and believe me, they challenged mine. They challenged mine. Then suddenly I was 18, and now I'm reading Romans. I think it's chapter 12, verse 18. I'm not positive, but it had to do with 
what's going to happen to all the people who don't have the word, who don't know Jesus? Guess what? The answer was full of love. They will be judged by their rules if there's going to be a judgment, and I don't know that there is. But it's their rules, their acts of kindness, their ideas about how to relate one to another are going to be the standards they have to meet. You don't have to have some sort of prescribed teacher. So this week, what happened that got me all riled up and wondering when did God become less than Jesus? Well, someone sent me a test, as I said, and I responded to the test in love, but I didn't respond as though I knew what the question was because the person thought they were being sly, and so they sent me a videotape, and the videotape was about this guy who uh, taught a class at USC. You may have seen the tape. Maybe that's not what we call it anymore, but anyway, I'm not high tech. So anyway, they sent me this little video recording, and this guy taught religion at USC, and he told his students that he was going to help them basically come to the realization there is no God. How can anyone think that, folks? Seriously, how can anyone think that? We all have an antenna inside of us that hooks up with something beyond ourselves. I don't care what name you call that something. How could anyone think that there isn't something beyond us? Because I don't think I'm unique in feeling myself being led, in feeling myself making choices that are a little bit unusual, like coming out and talking as much as I'm doing right now. I'm a recluse. Pretty much. When they said you had to go into quarantine, I said, yippee. It became an excuse to not have to go and talk to people. I'm real bad with small talk. I really am. But I love people. And I feel people when I walk in the room. I feel their energy. I feel their souls coalescing. I have people who will call me and ask me questions. And I can feel their soul across the line. But it's not me. It's like my grandpa told me. Basically, it's God. We're all just vessels here. Vessels learning to love each other and recognize who we are. That's what we are. One point, uh, I was... Believe it or not, I was the liturgist in my church. I was the youth pastor. And I was so upset because I would hear such judgment coming from the pulpit about people not being enough to be loved by God. It's just not true. Not on any level is it true. And I couldn't stand up there. And what was amazing is as a liturgist, you got to give a little prelude. And for me... Over and over and over, I would be in a hotel room because I had to travel for my job. And before I would go to church, no, excuse me, before I'd go to court, which was not church, but felt like it, I would open up the book, the Bible, and I would read a passage. On Sunday, that same passage would show up as the liturgy that I was, verse that I was supposed to read. People, if that wasn't God, what was it? And pretty soon I found that as I read that verse alone in the silence of my hotel room, it felt so different from what I was hearing my minister say. And pretty soon... After a stint as the pastor parish chairman and doing all sorts of stuff, I felt myself start to have migraine headaches as I walked away from my seat. I kept coming for two or three years with a headache or getting a headache because I love to sing. I love to sing about the joy of God. 
majesty. Wow. Wow. But this week, I've seen that people are minimizing God, not maximizing God. They're not seeing God as all God is. They're seeing God as something less. And I wonder why. And I think it may well be because people have been convinced once they found the Bible and only a few people could read, once they found that Bible and those few who read, read, could tell people what it meant. And people are still passing on today that doctrinal interpretation of what the Bible means. And yet with the Gutenberg Press, one of the big things was it made it possible for the Bible to be disseminated. So why is it that people have to read the Bible and hear in it what someone tells them it means rather than what the words mean? Because there was a real fear from the powers that be at the time that the Bible became available to the, quote, masses, that they were going to lose their money cows, the people who needed them to tell what God wanted them to do. The people who needed them to tell them what the Bible meant. Folks, you have your own antenna. That antenna inside of you is lined up telling you what God wants you to do. God is with you every day in every corner of your house, in good times and in bad times, on a mountain. In a valley, I behold only God. In hardship, I see God by my side. In ease and well-being, I behold only God. Breathe now. Like a candle, I melted amidst the sparks of the flames. I behold only God. I don't know how you behold God, but I know you do one way or another. You may behold God as a myth, as not existing at all, or you may behold God as Christ, or you may behold God as as Muhammad, or you may behold God as some other living or dead being, and that's okay if it gives you peace and it causes you to be kind. And ask, what would love do now? I can tell you about my relationship with God. I feel God literally around me all the time. When we meditate together, which we will do in a moment, I feel God's energy as we join hands, rushing up and down my spine lifting me up to that point where I breathe as one with. My hands get hot. My head sparkles with energy. I can't think of a word to describe it. I know God exists. And I don't think that my experience is unique. I think that each one of you can experience the same experiences as I do. A friend visited me from Finland in the summer, and and she basically quoted a verse from the Bible. And you know what? I have moved so past the Bible just being the word that I can write it down and I need to. But basically, it is... What Jesus did, we can do together and individually because God is with us. God is in us. God says in the Old Testament, tell them that the great I am sent you. 
Who is the great I am? What does that mean? Well, let's say it. And But let me start with, what's God's name? Breathe in. It's a challenge, and that's scary. And they would scream from the pulpit. Why? Because it threatens their power base. But I am each one of us individually have a divine purpose within us to display and demonstrate God. And there's signals all over. There's signals in the words. And we went through this before. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Now, I know, I've learned that um, experts in telling me what the Bible means tell me that those words don't mean what they say. Instead, they mean in the beginning was Christ. The Christ was with God and the Christ was God. That's what they're telling me the word is. Let's make it more personal, my friends. Let's take it as just the words as they're written. In the beginning was the word. We all use words every day. The words were with God. Yes, everything started with something beyond us, no matter what words you use to describe that being or that, that concept, that energy force. I personally like the divine one. But, hey, everyone do theirs. And the word was God. What a challenge. Right there, starting it all out, is a description about how we should be treating each other how we should be reacting during this time of crisis and our value to the crisis and our value every day. Right there in the word. Right there in your reflecting God. Isn't that what we use words to do to reflect a reality that is not necessarily right in front of us? So I'd like to share with you a story that I learned. I started a moment ago and digressed. I learned when I was studying the Kabbalah after I did walk away from migraine headaches. I studied with a Jewish rabbi. Once again, thinking this is the answer. And when I went to this rabbi's house, I was very honest about the fact that I had hot hands, that I uh, felt like I perceived or felt people around me and their perceptions and their emotions. And he accepted me just as I was. Just as I was. And we talked and we talked. And the first time I went, we talked about a party. And he was an old guy, and we talked about how all the people at the party felt. But we didn't get to all of them. We only got to some. We got to the host and the guest of honor. So the next time when I went to talk to him, my lesson, we went back to the party. And this time we talked about the least wanted guest and the dancer, and what they were thinking and feeling at the party. By the time the rabbi and I stopped training, when I realized that the rabbi also believed that someone was special and only God only loved those who are special, who met the standard, but before I got to that place, We had gone through this party so many times that I started thinking, the rabbi, guy, is he getting senile? What's going on? We're back to the party. But then, then I became wise. And I realized party, went to the party for the same reason. 
viewed what was happening at the party through the same eyes. And yet they were all at the party. We're all at the party, my friends. We don't have to be alike. We don't have to think alike. But we we should follow our antenna and alight in love. Crystal, please. We don't need your conversation. Act alike in love. Be love. We're at the party. Look at each other and say, what would love do now? Instead of getting angry. Guy, I've had the anger this week. So instead of people getting angry at me because of how I believe, let's, let's try being love. Let's try being kind. The Dalai Lama says, be kind whenever possible is always possible. And this coronavirus has got us on edge, taunt. I think that that's one characteristic that's human that's probably common to us all. We're taunt. We're like a rubber band strung out and strung out and strung out. I don't know if any of you had brothers or boys in school, but they would pull those rubber bands and get them long, 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 long. And the longer they got, the more tense they got, and the more they hurt when they went from the boy's hand out. Maybe girls did that too. I don't know. I didn't know when they did. But anyway, that taut rubber band was then let go and ouch. And they would look at you totally shocked that you were hurt. That wasn't their intent. They were trying to get your attention. And we are right now all taunt. And people are struggling to get each other's attention. To figure out what needs to be done to stop this. And I suggest the answer lies in the question, what would love do now? And I still haven't told you about the Kabbalah story. So on my journey to becoming someone who believes in all faiths and in the miracle of all people. I studied the Kabbalah. And one of the lessons really touched me. And it talked about God in the beginning. So in the beginning, all that is was all that is encapsulated in all that is. So to ease the discussion, let's consider that a vase. And all that was a vase, a perfect, beautiful vase. But it was boring with nothing happening. So the vase decided to break itself into billions of pieces and spread itself throughout the universe. But now, what are you going to do with all those billions of pieces floating around aimlessly? Well, all that is decided to remove from them the knowledge of who they are. And their life journey is to remember. R-E hyphen member. Recognize who they are. So the life journey for all of us is the same. No matter our faith, no matter our skin color, no matter our ethnicity or anything else. Each of us have a life journey to remember. And generally, that is with love. And what blocks people from remembering? Fear. So 
while there are two face masks left and there are 35 people in line, I'll take both because I can, because I can afford them. There are 100 tests for coronavirus. I'm important. I'm more than I need to know. I can't handle the stress of not knowing. I need to have treatment. I'm young. I can survive. I am more than others. Test me. There are not enough respirators. Give me a respirator because I'm more. Those aren't loving decisions. Those are fear-driven decisions. Losing track of who they are by nature. They're afraid to trust that God is in the room with them. Personally, folks, I believe in miracles. My life has been a living miracle. We could go on and on about things that I've experienced, but I've always found God there. But they're afraid to trust something that has an antenna inside of them. And so instead, they look for spiritual leaders who are willing to go on and talk about God loving these people. And the reason it's okay that they take more than their share is because they're more important. And these intermediaries have been empowered by us They've been made important by us, believing that they have the one right interpretation of the word of God and that we need them to talk to God on our behalf. Not so. Not so, my friends. God is listening. Talk to God right now. And I think that's a good spot for me to realize that I have been talking as though I've been doing a closing argument, and I apologize for that. That was self-centered. I didn't give you the phone number here. It's 425-292-4444. I had someone call in on Thursday and talk. It was wonderful. We didn't agree on everything, but we did agree on love and on pulling our inner essence out and showing love. But this seems like a good spot if you want to call in, although I'm about to take us into a meditation. So I will keep my eye on the switchboard. And if somebody calls in, forgive me for interrupting the meditation, but I will. And as we get ready to meditate, I'm going to play Be Still Thy Soul. Each one of us has a unique soul inspired by God. Listen to God's inspiration for you. Trust your intuition. Ask what would God do now? What would love do now? And be kind. Breathe in, please. Encourage people to act as though their nose is in the soles of their feet. As it's a longer breath to your lungs. I'm going to let you breathe on your own for a minute. 
and I will start talking. You are a source of light. Now I have somebody calling in again, so I'm going to uh, interrupt before we go in. And the song I'm going to play will be Randy Lee, Church Unwind. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, too. Is this Craig? This is Craig. Hi. Hi, Craig. I'm doing well. Folks, this is the gentleman who joined me on Thursday. Thank you for joining me. We've had a little time change here in Mexico, so we started earlier than I told you, but I'm glad that you're here, uh, Craig. Uh, Craig, we were just about to pray together. Uh, I don't know if you've been listening to the show, but I'm glad that you're here. Um, and with that, uh, we're going to move to um, Church Unwind by Randy Lee. And, Craig, what I've been saying so far, uh, well, let me ask you, have you been listening? Um, I just now came on. I just now caught the end of it here. Okay. All right. Well, um, I just played... Um, be Still Thy Soul, which is a song about each of us looking for our light within us, very consistent with what we talked about on Thursday. And now I'm going to play Randy Lee Church Unwind and have us all talk. And basically, uh, Craig, I've been encouraging people to ignite their antenna, their connection with God. And... Um, Trust their feelings. We don't need, in my opinion, we don't need to have experts tell us what the Bible says. The words are pretty simple, pretty clear. And yes, when Jesus and you know when Jesus was asked, "What are the two most important uh, commandments?" and I know here in the United States, uh, Jesus is um, 
is actually the preferred word for God. And I have to tell you, I talked also about the fact that I don't think, I don't know how we've made God less than Jesus. But this week has been a week of my being somewhat attacked because I believe God is bigger. But in any event, mm-hmm. what, are the two most, what are the two most important commandments? Love God with your heart, your mind, and your soul. My grandpa would have said yes. hallelujah. And the second Amen. is love others. Love others as you love yourself. Go ahead. Yeah, that's the Ten Commandments. Uh, Jesus took the Ten Commandments. The first uh, four are meant for God, and the other six are meant for man. So I put, he put them in two so that, so that we can do it. And we can do it. So right now we're going we to, uh, yeah, we can do it. We can do it together. And my daughter told me last night, she called me, from Seattle, uh, which is where my home base was before I moved to Mexico. And she told me that there are so many wonderful acts of kindness out there, folks. So we are doing it. We are recognizing our connection one to the other. So we're going to do a little meditation together. And Craig, I'm so glad you you called in, and I'm so sorry I got the time wrong. Next week, uh, (laughs) it will be at... Next week, it will be 10 o'clock. Okay, so let me start with Randy Lee's Church Unwind uh, listeners, and thank you. And thank you again, Craig. I'm so excited. Thank you. I love being here. Okay, folks, I've asked you to start breathing and use Be Still Thy Soul to do that. And in breathing, we act as though the nose is in the soles of our feet, despite popular wisdom that it's in the front of our face. And what I would like you to do, please, is now let us breathe together. And let's pull our first breath in through the soles of our feet, up our calves, up our thighs, and cross over. And when you get to the tailbone, pause. That's called the base chakra. And that's where you hold your fears. And your fears come from the earth. And you want to release those fears because they block your love. They cause you to feel like you're not enough to make a difference when each and every one of you do make a difference. So let us push those fears back into the earth from whence they came. Just push and push. Imagine energy going from your tailbone down past your feet into the ground, wherever the ground may be. For me, it's quite a few flights up here. And now, taking those fearless breaths, don't hold your breath. Don't aim for a giant breath. Sip it in like singers sip in breath. It's beautiful. You can sip it in. Let's put your fearless breath up to your sacral chakra. And I'm going to play a singing bowl that I have for the sacral chakra. That is your zone of creativity. And I'm going to ask you, as your fearless breath infuses your sacral chakra, as your fearless breath infuses your sacral chakra, cause yourself to think about your divine purpose. Open your antenna to God for direction. And recognize it because it will be kindness always, always. Pulling your fearless, creative energy up to the solar plexus. This is the zone of healing. I would like for you to pause there for a moment and heal yourself of your fears and your angers. As we talked about a moment ago, that most of us are pulled taut, like those boys used to pull those rubber bands. Taunt, 
taunt, taunt. Heal. Let the tauntness go. Imagine God as you know God to be coming towards you with arms outstretched and palms up. Put your taunt unhealthy feelings into your hand and as God reaches you flip your hand over into God's hand and let God take that tauntness away knowing you are enough and now I invite you to reach out your dominant hand and take God as you know God to be Feel the energy of God coursing through your hand and up your arm, going down and infusing your solar plexus, your zone of healing with love. Because God loves you individually. You don't need someone to bless you. You are loved by God. You are blessed by God. Just as Job in the end was blessed by God. Breathing. Now we're going to take our fearless, creative, healing breath up to our heart. We all know about the heart. It's not just something that we romantically feel for each other, but it's also where we feel for all that we are connected with, and we are connected with all. Reach your non-dominant hand out and take the hand of a fellow listener's God. And don't worry, if there's not anyone there right now, there will be. This fills up as people listen through podcasts. Holding God's hand in your non-dominant hand, feel the energy of another believer's God and recognize the similarity with your God. Believe me, some gods are giant and some gods are small. Some gods are minuscule because people find it so hard to believe. But there is something we all believe in beyond ourselves. Feel that energy as it begins to course around our prayer circle like the wave at a football game. We are firing up love, the memory for each of us, that we are love. Pulling your fearless, creative, healing, loving energy up to your throat chakra. Ah, we've talked about this in the past. The zone of forgiveness are words. Just like that taunt rubber band we were talking about earlier, when we get too taunt, when we get too afraid, we say words that can live on forever that we didn't think about. We composed in a second or two. Forgive yourself for hurting others, and ask their forgiveness. Imagine them lining up in front of you and one by one walking toward you and give them, I guess we're distancing, so give them an elbow bump. And thank them for the lessons you've learned from not being your highest self. Because we don't know who we are until we encounter who we are not, my friends. And as, the, as you expand the line of people, feel God's energy coursing through you, helping you. Look at yourself, not negatively, but as enough, and as someone who has grown day by day. This is the day the Lord has given. Rejoice. Be glad in it. Be who you are today, not who you were yesterday, because yesterday is done. You can't change that. But you can forgive yourself 
and you can forgive others. And as the line starts thinning down, I want you now to notice the people who are asking for your forgiveness for their words. Just as important a part of the formula as you forgiving, as you asking for forgiveness is your giving forgiveness. Once again, elbow bump, nip, what's that called? Fist bump, whatever it takes to forgive, to let go of the past and come into today, the present. Continuing as your line starts to thin down, I'd like you to continue the journey with your breath fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving breath, and I'd like you to go to the third eye, the zone between your eyebrows on your forehead. And as you rest in that spot of manifestation, manifest who you are. And let me tell you, at your core, each and every one of you are love. Each and every one of you are love. Feel that love infusing your body as though God is circling through your bloodstream, reaffirming your value, your importance, And right now more than ever. Because today you are going to be going. Maybe you're not going to be going. Maybe you're going to be staying in the house. But the bottom line is you have a chance to show love, whether it's calling someone, putting them on the the computer screen, whatever it is, you are love. Manifest that image of yourself and now strive for it. And when you don't succeed, because we don't always succeed, my friends, stand up, take three deep breaths, and allow yourself to reconnect with God, who's holding your hand and will hold your hand the whole way. When I was a kid, we used to say, put your hand in the hand of the man that stilled the water. Put your hand in the hand of the man that calmed the sea. Take a look at yourself so you can look at others differently. Unfortunately, it ends up talking about just one person. Put your hand in the hand of the man that created the man from Galilee. Let's keep reading. And now, pulling your breath up, your fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting breath up above your head, your crown chakra. Act like you have a baseball cap there and open it up and allow your breath to expand beyond your body and join with the breath of God. You are enough for God to breathe with you and you are more because you breathe with God. How can you be more than you are? Because you're never alone. You're not just one. It's you and God in this together. And now breathe out your uniquely created, divinely inspired breath and be one with God. I say namaste to you, which means I salute your inner divinity, something we're not encouraged to recognize. We are running out of time and the show is going to go off. But I thank you all for coming and I hope that you join again next Sunday. It will be 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. I will work for that always. And I apologize for the confusion today. May peace be with you. And God enfolds you in his embrace, and you recognize that embrace.
So, Craig, we are done, I think. We've just run out of time. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to end uh, this now. I give you all love. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.